Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit saying the Lord. to the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Pastor Bob Simons coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. You're listening either 
on the Dickinson AM station here, that our local station, KDIX AM, or on KDIX's net, um, website, kdix.net, or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And so thank you already for the people that have texted me. If you want to be part of the program, you want to let me know you're listening, 701 290 701 Kind of just uh, Abe Simons and me in the studio today. And so we don't have our, our big team of uh, theologians here that usually show up. But uh, we'll try to figure out how to do this. In fact, the program tonight might be pretty easy to, for me to do that because I'm going to just... Uh, kind of do something different tonight and just give a, a history of, of how we got to Dickinson and started the church and what's happened as far as these last 30 years that we've been in Dickinson. want to say hello to some that have texted me already from Michigan. Good to have Carl and Jeannie listening in, in uh, Michigan. Good to have the elder brother and sister Tyler listening in Louisiana tonight. Good to have them listening. And also, we've got a girl named Sierra that's listening from um, Arizona tonight. So good to have all of you. Please uh, text me tonight. Seven zero. They're starting to come in now. Seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Hey, we've got Sky listening tonight from Minot. She just texted me, and and uh, there's a girl with a good attitude. We've got Jason and Daniel listening on the Holy Ghost Radio app from Fargo. So we've got people from all over the place listening tonight. Good to have you all tuned in tonight. Uh, We've got. I brought my guitar into the studio. Maybe Abe's going to do some singing. Maybe I'll do some singing. This is. Uh, I'm going to just uh, start out this radio show with this old Pentecostal song. And uh, some of you that are listening on Holy Ghost Radio certainly know this song, but maybe people in Dickinson do not. So we'll try it out. Well, I'm a one God, apostolic tongue talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound believer in the liberating power, Jesus name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed to be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed. To be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. And we are going to talk tonight on the Tell It Like It Is radio show about about how we ended up in Dickinson, why we ended up in Dickinson, what's happened since we've been in Dickinson. It's been many, many years. And I just thought maybe I'd go over it again because maybe... There are people that don't really know. There's a, there are there is some misinformation about our church in Dickinson and exactly how it started and so on. So I, I just was going to clear the air up with that too. But my wife and I grew up in Bismarck. And here again, if you're just tuning in, this is Pastor Bob Simons. You're listening to a live radio show from the downtown studio of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. 
My wife and I grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, which is about 100 miles east of Dickinson. And we were both, uh, uh, went to high school there, different high schools. She was a Catholic girl, went to St. Mary's High School. I went to Bismarck High School. And we met at A&W Drive-In. And we were working there when we were very young. And um, I was uh, a car hop. I worked in the kitchen or in the um, front part. And my wife, or Lori at that time, of course, wasn't my wife. We met as she worked there also. And then we started dating. And uh, eventually um, we went. To, we were going to college later. Uh, she went to nursing school in Dickinson. And I, I went to uh, uh, BJC at that time. And then Valley City State is where I went to college. I had athletic scholarships, so I was able to go to college for free. My wife uh, was, as I said, Catholic, and I, um, my mom, my mom's church was the Methodist church, and we went there some. I probably wasn't a real practicing Methodist. I didn't know exactly what the Methodists believed, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't a Bible-believing person growing up, and all the way through college, I, I was not. I didn't uh, give much time to the Bible, didn't give much time to the things of God, really. And my, I'm not going to give my testimony tonight, but through a series of very, very interesting events, my wife and I ended up visiting the United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck, North Dakota, the first United Pentecostal Church there. The uh, pastor's name was David Walters. That was the very first time we ever were to a Pentecostal church. And the very second time I was there was in a Pentecostal church in Valley City where we were going to college. We were married, already had a little baby at this time. And the second time I went to church, to a Pentecostal church, I was baptized in the name of Jesus. Well, we, uh, when I was through with college, we moved back to Bismarck and, uh, I got a job putting siding on with my brother-in-law and, um, and we started our family and we started attending the First United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck, which, was a huge blessing. Uh, I was grounded in the Lord. I was grounded in the Word. Uh, our ministry at that time was um, several fold. We were uh, in. We began to teach. My wife and I began to teach home Bible studies. That was the our very introduction to ministry. In fact, if my mom's listening tonight, she was in the very first home Bible study that I ever taught. My mom, my dad, and Lori's mom and dad. We're in our very first home Bible study. And then also at the same time, on a different night of the week, we were teaching several of Lori's family a Bible study along with some of our friends. And so uh, that was my introduction to ministry. I was um, just learning the Bible as fast as I could uh, and learning the things of God. And, of course, had a great a mentor, pastor, Pastor David Walters, who's now gone on uh, to be with the Lord. But he... Uh, put a love for the Word of God in me, and um, and and we began to study. That uh, we got involved in prison ministry at that time, and we started in a place that we called the State Industrial School. It's called something else now over in Mandan, and we went every Friday night and began to preach there. And then also, I became the youth uh, Sunday school class teacher, eventually the youth leader, the youth pastor, and the assistant pastor of, of the Bismarck Church. Well. Uh, we, my wife and I, about 30 years ago, back in 1987, we felt a calling to come to Dickinson to start a Pentecostal church. Now, the reason we felt this calling and the burden that we felt, one of the main reasons uh, were that there were no, there was not a witness of this 
apostolic Pentecostal message in Dickinson. Now, I know there are Pentecostal-type churches in Dickinson, but we came because we had a strong belief in the Acts 2.38 message. And, of course, Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This um, this this um, message that I did not know if anybody was preaching that message in Dickinson, and I was pretty sure they were not. And so my wife and I began to pray and began to think about, of course, had our pastor's direction about coming to Dickinson to start a Pentecostal church. And I, um, I, I had no idea how to go about it. We really didn't know anyone in Dickinson. And, um, you know, it's only 100 miles away, but I, I didn't know exactly which direction to go with it. I had a, uh, I was a siding uh, contractor in Bismarck, uh, siding, and, siding contractor, and I uh, did some roofing too. And some window work, and we we um, and so, and we were just happy in Bismarck. We we loved our church. We we had a home in the country uh, that uh, we had three young children at that time going to a really neat little country school out that way called Apple Creek Country School, which we really liked. And so we were happy in that sense, but we felt this calling to go to Dickinson. And so uh, we began to travel to Dickinson. We traveled and we tried to meet people. We, um, you know, would uh, knock on doors, try to meet people. And through doing that, we ended up starting a home Bible study on the south side of Dickinson. And the lady's name, her first name was Polly. And maybe some of those people are listening tonight. But there, eventually that Bible study grew into maybe probably six to ten people meeting in this home once a week on the south side of Dickinson. Also, we had started a Bible study south of Richerton, about um, about 25 miles, maybe 20 miles south of Richerton. We had a Bible study there, but it didn't seem like it was going, you know, very well. I, and both of those doors closed on us, and we were praying, trying to figure out what to do. And then we had what I'm going to say our first breakthrough, and that was. There was a family in our Bismarck church, and he's the pastor of that church now, Pastor Mike Chuppie and his wife Shirley. And Shirley had a sister, brother-in-law, a niece and nephew that lived in Belfield, North Dakota. And and, and Shirley Chuppie's niece, Chrissy, was a, came to one of our camp meetings with her aunt and uncle. She was about 15 years old. And she came to this camp meeting and Chrissy received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this was our first real breakthrough in the Dickinson area. Now, uh, what's very interesting about that is because Chrissy understood what happened to her. She knew what happened to her. And of course, she had been at a Pentecostal camp for a week. And so she had heard the, the truth. And Chrissy wanted to be baptized in the name of Jesus which her parents at that time forbid her from doing. They were not Pentecostal. They were Lutheran people, and they forbid her from doing this. And so my wife and I started a Bible study with Chrissy's parents. And 
and Chrissy's parents, uh, I, I believe it was maybe the first or second Bible study we had with them, uh, we started talking about baptism. We went over the scriptures on Jesus' name, baptism, and Chrissy's mom began to cry. And she said this. She said, it's right in the Bible. And I'm holding my daughter back from doing what the Bible says to be baptized. She said, I have one question. I go, what is that? She said, could you just baptize our whole family? And that was the real breakthrough that we had when we uh, started coming to Dickinson. This was back in 1988 when this happened. And uh, so it's been 20 years ago. It might have been in 80, might have been the end of, um, towards the end of 87, actually, when this happened. So maybe 21 years ago or so. And so at that point, the Vandy Worker family, this family from Belfield, they started coming to Bismarck on Sundays. And we started going down to Dickinson on Wednesdays. And we started having our church service in the in the basement of what was called the Ivanhoe Inn. And if you're listening tonight, text me 701-290-7862 if you ever knew what the Ivanhoe Inn was. But right now it's that very tall, old, hotel-looking building in the downtown area of Dickinson. It's still there today. And we started meeting in uh, in in the basement on Wednesday nights we would drive up from from Bismarck and we would we would meet in the Ivanhoe Inn and we would hold services there we would have visitors there uh, we had two college girls that moved to Dickinson to go to college and they were both Pentecostal girls and uh, and things began to, uh, there were there were it was slow it was uh, slow going it seemed like but there were things that began to happen there was a a girl whose family was lived north of New England. This girl ended up getting in the Pentecostal church while she was in the Navy, and she would come home to visit, and uh, and so on. And so we that is where we kind of made our start. We were in the basement of the Ivanhoe Inn. Well, during this time, we lived. I, I still worked in Bismarck as a, a siding contractor. We um, we were um, had our our home out in the country. And we had tried to sell our home so we could get ready to move to Dickinson. And it was listed for about a year, and we couldn't get any bites, couldn't get anybody to sell it. And finally it came to the point where I knew that we had to start a Sunday service in Dickinson, and I knew that we would have to move. I talked to my pastor, and he knew he he was he confirmed this. He, he was on board with this. In fact, uh, I wouldn't have left if he wouldn't have been on board with it. And so he knew that I had to move too. My wife and I, at this time, this was probably in July of 1989, we, we put a ad in the Penny Saver, or whatever it's called, the advertiser in, in Bismarck, house for sale. And that ad sparked a lot of phone calls. And we sold our house within maybe a week of putting that ad in there. And in the middle of August of 1989, maybe the third week of August, just before school started, we moved from Bismarck. We moved all of our belongings to Dickinson, North Dakota. At this time, we were having church in the basement of what is now the Ramada Inn. And we those rooms that are right next to the swimming pools there, we, we rented two of those big rooms, and we started having Sunday morning and Wednesday night services at the, uh, it wasn't called the Ramada Inn then, it was called the Hospitality Inn. We baptized people in Jesus' name right in the swimming pool. And so that was the early years of how we got here. 
And um, I'm going to have uh, Abe cue up a song here and uh, play a song. But tonight, I want you to be part of this program. This program, uh, it's going to be just different tonight. I'm just telling you kind of a history of how the church, the, the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson started. So stay tuned. 290-701-290-7862. Listening to the Tell It Like It Is show, Pastor Bob Simons here. We are broadcasting live tonight from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. Good to have the uh, Schreckheises listening tonight. And these are not the Mark Schreckheises, but these are uh, Brother Schreckheises' mom and dad, I believe, listening tonight. That is neat. And uh, they're listening from Arkansas tonight. We've got um, people from north of Belfield listening tonight. Uh, we've got the um, We've got Jasmine and Jasmine and Emily listening tonight from Bismarck. We've got, um, let's see, boy, there's just a bunch of bunch of you out there texting me listening tonight. Oh, we've got the Hostetlers listening, Pennsylvania tonight. Uh, we've got um, we've got Paisley, Jalen, Sky. Oh, I already knew Sky was listening uh, tonight from Minot. 
Good to have these girls listening to, and they've got. Oh, we get even got some. We've even got a PhD listening tonight. He's got his PhD in psychology, and so um, he's one of my. Uh, I always watch when I'm preaching to make sure I'm saying everything right. Today he seemed to like my preaching. That PhD was psychology. He was uh, Dr. Ramsey. He does some. He does some of the programs on the show. He hasn't been on for a while, but uh, we're talking tonight just kind of a, a brief history of uh, of how. This New Life Pentecostal Church came about. My wife and I moved, as I said, just before that before that song by Brother McCool. We um, we moved from Bismarck. We sold everything in, in Bismarck, moved to Dickinson. We rented a house for a while and eventually bought a house over on 3rd Avenue East that we lived in for many years until we built the house that we're living in now. Uh, when, when it was so interesting to me because God's timing is everything. I look at how when we wanted to move to Dickinson, maybe several years before we did, that if we would have moved then, maybe we would have gotten discouraged and quit and moved back to Bismarck. But the timing of the Lord and the wisdom of my pastor, who was somewhat holding me back from moving, but when it came time to move and, and when he gave us his blessing to move, we sold our house within a week or two of putting it up for sale. I uh, I received a call. I was a sighting contractor in Bismarck, and I received a call from a man that owned a big siding company out of Mandan, and he called and offered me a job, and I said, well, uh, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing, and besides that, I'm moving to Dickinson, and he said, that's exactly where I need someone. So within a week or two of this uh, knowing that we needed to move, we wanted to move before the school year started, we had we had our home sold. We had a job in Dickinson, and we moved, and I, I knew that we were in the will of God. Now, that doesn't mean everything went exactly good. That first year, I worked for this company for a short period of time. They ran out of work. I could not draw unemployment, even though I was an employee, because I had been self-employed for so long. And so that winter uh, was a test. That was, that was a test. But I, I'm going to say that that winter was a miracle, how God supplied our needs. You know, um, and let me just interject this here. Any of you that are listening that are Pentecostal people, maybe ministers, and think I would never move to start a home missions church. I'm going to say this. The best thing we ever did was move and start a home missions church. That was the best thing we ever did for our family. Uh, my children, even though I hate to brag about my children, and I, I try not to do it, but and my, and my children are humans; they're not perfect, and I know that. But my children were instrumental in us starting the church here in Dickinson. Uh, we we worked together. My my um, my wife and I, our our two sons, our daughter, uh, they went to school here. They and and moving to Dickinson w- did nothing but good for our family. We got close as a family. Uh, there were times when it was just our family in church. Um, and there were times that uh, we had, because of that, we had a lot of family time together. And uh, and so, you know, I, I just, I had a man tell me here years ago, he said, I would never do that and, and risk my children being lost. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I think it was the best thing we ever did. And, uh, and I can remember times when it would be just our family in church. Uh, you know, the few people we had might be gone for something. And I can remember uh, my daughter and her two songs that she knew how to play on the piano. And we wouldn't sing those songs except when visitors were there. 
And I can remember, uh, you know, my sons taking part in the services and ushering and and so on. I, I remember all that. I can remember how excited we all were as a family when a new person would come. I, I remember one of my neighbors asked me one Sunday afternoon, how many did you have in church? And I said, well, we had nine. And he said, well, you didn't count your wife and kids, did you? I, t- I looked at him and I said, if a stray dog would have run in, I'd have counted him too. <laughs> I'd have counted 10. You know, if, if, a, if a bird flew in the window, I'd have counted 11. I was counting everybody. You bet I'm counting my kids. And so these were good times. But that first, that first winter, I remember running out of work for this company I worked for. Uh, we, we, um, I didn't know how I was going to make my, my rent payment. And driving down the road, um, I saw a building, and the sign said Cliff Davis Insurance Agency. And I, I noticed that they needed new shingles. So I stopped, and I, I walked into this office, and I said, my name is Bob Simons, and I'm a roofer, and I notice you need new shingles. And he was talking to his secretary when I walked in, this Cliff Davis. And he said, um, he looked at me and he said, that's really funny you would stop right now. Because I have the shingles purchased at Bush Lumber. And I was just visiting with my secretary here about who to get to do the, the work for us. Now, he didn't know me. But before I walked out of that office, I had that job. It wasn't a very big job. But, but after a couple days, I, I had $600 in my pocket, enough to keep us going. But those were tough times that year. That, that winter was, was a tough winter. And I remember being out of work, and I remember this Bonnie that was coming to our church. She said, I saw an ad in the paper in the, in the, in the penny saver, wanted someone to shingle our church steeple. So I called that phone number. I met these men that were the were the uh, taking care of the Vang Lutheran Church east of Manning. While I was visiting with them about shingling their church steeple, one of the men said, give us a bid on shingling the whole church. And I sold that job, and that job, even though it was a very hard job to do in the winter with the cedar shingles and the steeple and all that, that job kept us afloat throughout that whole winter until I had work again. See, I believe that that God wanted an apostolic church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And I believe that, that he made a way for us to stay here. Uh, the, the, um, we, as I said, we were meeting at first at the, at the Ivanhoe Inn, then the Ramada Inn. I remember at the Ramada Inn, we, there were some key people that began to start coming to our church. There was a, a man and his new, new wife named Shannon and Loray. And back in about 92 or whenever this was that we we first met them, they walked in by accident, by mistake to our church. Shannon's mother had, had uh, she was from Kentucky. She wanted uh, Shannon to go to a Pentecostal church, but it wasn't the same Pentecostal that we were. And by mistake, she sent Shannon to our church and he brought his new wife they came to church, and she had never been in a Pentecostal church. She had never been in a oneness Pentecostal church. And and God began to work in their life. I remember uh, having, we started a home Bible study with them right away. And uh, and I remember uh, one night, she 
she uh, came, her, Shannon had to work. He was in the, uh, at the radar base here in the Air Force and, and she came into our, our house one night. I said, I said, Lorraine, you look different. Something looks different. What happened to you? And she said, Oh, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, when did you do that? She said, on Sunday. I said, well, when on Sunday? She said, right during church. No, she didn't come to the altar. She didn't pray. But she repented just sitting there on the chairs in the basement of the hospitality. And she repented. Short time later, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And eventually her husband was baptized in Jesus' name. And they ended up moving back to Kentucky. The, the God began to do a work. He began to do miracles. And one of the next miracles that God did is that we were just this little group with no money, hardly any people, and we were approached by the Nazarene Church if we wanted to rent their building. Well, I told the pastor of the Nazarene Church, his, his first name was Paul, I said, uh, Paul, we don't have any money to rent the, your church. And he said, well, what if you just paid the utilities? And I said, I think we could do that. So we moved in and started paying their utilities. And then Paul came to us and said, we'd like you to buy our church building. And I, uh, I we didn't have the money to buy it. And I'm not going to go into all of that. But they gave us a very good price. And we were able, through some of the United Pentecostal Church ways of raising money, She's for Christ, Christmas for Christ, um, some of the people that we just, just sent us money out of the blue. Uh, there was a man that, that I knew that was a youth pastor in, in Oregon. His name was Jesse Starr. I didn't know him very well. He, he lived in Oregon. And he just sent us money out of the blue. It's kind of funny now that he pastors in Minot, uh, North Dakota. And uh, this was long before he ever thought of living in North Dakota. And he And he helped us, and a lot of different people helped us buy that building. And we moved in with no debt. And we started having church at 105 7th Avenue West. And during, uh, and, and, and we've put a lot of work to make that building look the way it does now. I mean, new siding, new windows, a new roof. You know, we, we, uh, we fix that building all up. In fact, it's for sale now. If anybody wants to buy it, we're, we're looking to sell that building because we've moved, of course, in, into the former Elks building. But this miracle of the building, began to be followed by the miracle of of key people coming to God and being saved. This uh this this uh we we had um it was not easy to start the church. We would get people that uh we would get groups of people sometimes we'd get 30 40 people coming and they'd find out that I believed in the oneness of God and then must just about all quit. I remember uh we had a young couple coming to our church that from the college, and they loved our church, everything about our church. But when they when they uh, when they heard about us teaching and preaching about how there's only one God, the Bible said there's only one God, the Father, and that one God is a spirit, the Holy Spirit, and that's the same spirit that was in Jesus when He walked this earth, and now dwells dwells in Jesus. And that is why the Bible said Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. There's not three separate persons in God. There's only one God, and he's a spirit. And Jesus is the visible image of that invisible spirit. Well, when this young couple, when they quit going to our church because of this teaching that we teach, and that teaching we teach is one of the main reasons we moved to Dickinson. I went back to our church. I was so discouraged. 
And I told the Lord, I don't know if anybody's ever going to believe this message in Dickinson. And he gave me this little song, and I've been singing it ever since. And I'll sing it for you tonight. Sing your praise, sing your praise to him. Sing your praise, sing your praise to him. For he alone is worthy. He alone is holy. He alone is God. So sing your praise, sing your praise to Him. Sing your praise, sing your praise to Him. For He alone is worthy. He alone is holy. He alone is God. told Philip, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There's only one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth bodily in Him. Jesus alone, He's God. one of the reasons we moved to Dickinson. Abe, I don't know if you're going to get to sing your song or not tonight. All those girls listening from Minot are going to be pretty sad. Or how about the one from Arizona, maybe? Tell it like it is, radio show. Pastor Bob here. I, uh, I'm i running out of time. I can see that. So, uh, But it is good to have everybody. Oh, man. A lot of people texting. Hey, some good friends uh, uh, good friends texting me today that I haven't heard from, from for a long time. Uh, good to have you listening tonight. Just uh, from Fargo, Wapaton. Whoa, Portales is down in Wapaton. The um, we're coming down. Some of our guys are coming down that way to shingle that church. So in a couple of weeks, but we're talking about the uh, church in Dickinson and kind of how it all happened and and so on. We see my wife and I have seen the hand of God throughout this whole thing. 
We didn't do this all by ourselves. We've had people move in to help us. We've had uh, um, we've got uh, some people in our church that are just huge supporters and instrumental in in soul winning and uh, just I mean I this is not I hope I hope you don't uh, tune out tonight and think that we're saying we did this all by ourselves. We had some people, some friends of ours from up in the um, Harvey area that moved to help us. The uh, Dickey family, they moved to help us. There were people all, all along the way that came in, kind of saw the vision here. Some of them are not here anymore, but but some of them are still here. And um, and we began to see a great move of God. One of the greatest uh, moves of God that we had was uh, maybe in 1996, 97, we started seeing young people, teenagers, high school people, college people, start coming to our church by the dozens. And um, that was the very beginning of, of the real growth that we saw. Like I said earlier, we would see during these early years of starting the church, we would see groups of 30, 40 people. Sometimes some would would stay, sometimes they would leave. Uh, we were heartbroken many, many times, but God, we saw a revival. There was a, uh, my oldest son was, was, uh, was at the high school and he was telling people about Jesus, and there was a young man named Lawrence that started coming to our church, and uh, and he was the beginning. He seemed like to be such an unlikely candidate for starting a youth revival in some ways. But God began to use him and his friends and began to come to church, and and um, and God began to touch them, and, and some of them, like I mentioned, uh, Dr. Matt Ramsey is one of them. He's still coming to our church this day. He went away to New Hampshire to get his Ph.D., but came back. <coughs> we have a great uh, youth revival that began to happen, continued growth. Of course, there were jail, there's a jail ministry that we've had going on in this area for, or at least, I'm thinking, at least um, 25 years now, something like that. County jail, women's prison. I, I mean, I can't... I can't I can see right now that this hour isn't enough to tell you exactly the reason that our church is growing to the way it is. We've got there were key people along the way, and here again, not necessarily did I recognize them when they came in. There was a, a tough cowboy from out in the Medora area that started coming to our church. Uh, in fact, he threw a he threw a dinner roll I think at me in church one time. When, when I was preaching, and he was a really good shot. I can't remember if he hit me in the head with that or if I was able to duck, but he threw a dinner, <laughs> dinner roll at me. I'm just glad it wasn't like a horseshoe or something. But he, um, uh, you know, he when he first started coming to church, I didn't realize that he and his family would be cause of a, a church growth in our church. And now to see uh, the people, there, there, there is, um, there is a family in our Harvey Church because of this family. There. There's a family in our Bismarck church because of this family. There's there's um, uh, th- three families in our church here today. And, and, and here again, these are just, just uh, uh, I'm just touching on how God began to take our church from just a small little assembly to where we needed to buy a new building. There, there was, of course, the oil boom didn't hurt us. In, in Dickinson. That, that brought in all kinds of new people. We, we met ex-Amish people that had moved here from Pennsylvania and from Montana. And we met some of these Amish people. And 
they many of them were convinced of this Acts 2.38 message. And I'm so pleased to say that two of those brothers now, and I'm going to really say all, there's three of, all three of those brothers, but one of them is starting a church, and he's listening tonight in Washington, Pennsylvania. He and his wife, his, his sister, brother-in-law, uh, they're, they're starting a Pentecostal church there. We were just with them three weeks ago. And um, I'm just so excited that our church could be a little part. Isn't that something? God had to move them from Pennsylvania to Dickinson, North Dakota, so that they could hear the Acts 2.38 message. There's another two brothers that are starting a church in Beach, North Dakota. We've been holding services. They've been holding services out there every Tuesday night at 7.30 for, for um, uh, I don't know, maybe two years now. I, I'm not even sure. Coming up on two years this summer, I think it is, that they've been holding church at the Beach Community Center every Tuesday night at 7.30. And so, and so we saw, during the oil boom, we saw some of these people move to Dickinson. I'll be the first to admit that many of the things that happened to see our church grow to the church that it is today um, were not things that I planned or had control of or <laughs> can take credit for. Uh, I really can't. I, I, that oil boom did not hurt our church. It didn't. It didn't hurt our church money-wise. When we bought the top portion of the Elks building and we just closed on it here in January, we were able to pay cash for that building. And that's because of the giving of all these people, of all these many years. And, um, and we, we didn't have to take a loan and it wasn't, they didn't give it away to us. And so this is miracle, in my mind, miracle after miracle after miracle. Why? Because God wanted a oneness apostolic Pentecostal church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that believes in Jesus' name baptism, and believes that believers should live a holy life. Now, you that are listening on on Holy Ghost Radio, or even you that are listening here in Dickinson, if you think that you can grow your church by not preaching and teaching uh, righteousness and holiness, I'm going to tell you that you're not going to grow a church. You possibly could grow a group of people. But it's not going to be a church, because God's church is holy. And so I'm excited to see, when I, when I see these, uh, these um, people walking around Dickinson, I get a thrill. Uh, when we moved here uh, 30 years ago, we, we, uh, we didn't see a Pentecostal person. You can tell what Pentecostals look like. Of course you can. You from Dickinson know what I'm talking about. Our ladies have the long hair. They, they wear the skirts, the dresses. We, we teach and preach that because we believe men should dress and look like men and women should dress and look like women. And you know what? Now we're seeing, I, I was in an airport in Bismarck here a few weeks ago and I saw a man that was dressed in a dress and he was trying to look like a woman even on the top part of him. And, uh, and I, I, and I was not angry. I felt so bad. I, I, I specifically went to greet him. I, I wanted to say hello to him. I hoped that I would get to set with him on the airplane so I could talk to him. But you know what? It did. It just, it just floored me in Bismarck, North Dakota to see that. But, but you know, that all started years and years ago when women began to dress and look like men. Now men are starting to be, dress and look like women. And we, Move to Dickinson, and you think, well, you'll never start a church like that in Dickinson. Folks, uh, we're going to fill that building up. When I moved to Dickinson 30 years ago, I felt like the Lord told me that we would have a church of 500 people. I remember 
uh, when we were going through those hard times, the first couple years of the church, there was a church that called me. Uh, one of the ladies in that church, she was a, a, a missionary. Her husband or her had been missionaries. She was, her husband had died. She wanted us to move to, to Hazen, North Dakota. They had a group of maybe four or five families coming and, and they said, you need to move to Hazen and be our pastor. We had, we had just the one family coming and maybe a, a single college girl at that time. And, uh, boy, there was pressure on me to move, but I, for some reason, I could look out in that congregation and see uh, more than just 10 people there. And I would tell people, and I didn't tell everybody because they'd think I was crazy, but I would tell people someday Dickinson is going to have a church of 500 people that believe in the Acts 238 message. And now when we walk, when I walk into that building and I see a building that will seat easily seat 470 people, and I think really 500 no problem i realize god i need to set my goal just a little higher because i believe it's god's will this message is god's will i believe it's you know what if you're living for jesus today you've repented of your sins you've never been baptized in jesus name you need to be if you've never received the gift of the holy spirit it's for you that's why we moved to town Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, this, this um, uh, we, we're so pleased now that one of our goals here in, in this area is to start apostolic churches all around us. Uh, we've got a young man listening to me tonight, uh, Brother Seth Springer. He just took the plunge. He and his family, uh, two weeks ago, or two or three weeks ago, moved to Bowman, North Dakota. Um, you know, they don't hardly know anybody there, but he moved there. He felt the call of God in his life, and they moved there to start a Pentecostal church. So if, you, um, if you're living in the Bowman area, you know somebody living in the Bowman area, I can get that information, how oh, you can get a hold of hold of brother Seth Springer the um, you know God has just continued and continued and continued to do miracle after miracle after miracle we um, we see the um, uh, that we see the the uh, as I said earlier the oil boom there were people that that moved in for work and uh, it's so exciting to see there was a a young man that uh, goes with me to uh, the jail services. And uh, he grew up in a polygamist, uh, fundamental Mormon home. He uh, he came up to, to Dickinson. He was on his way through to Williston, and he stopped to visit a friend of his that also grew up in a fundamentalist, polygamist home. And he, as he got there, he drove all night, got to Dickinson, and he knocked on the door of his friend, and his friend was dressed in a in a shirt and tie, and his friend said, I'm going to church. Do you want to come with me? And this young man came to a Pentecostal church. God eventually filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. You see, this these are just some of the stories. Uh, there was another man at the uh, jail today helping us today that they moved here to, to Dickinson. 
Uh, here again, the oil boom brought them here. They were moving here to to uh, make some big money, get out of debt. And this man had a grandma that believed in this Acts 238 message. And she was praying for him. And he began to work with a guy that whose family goes to our church. And they started coming to our church. And he was already baptized in Jesus' name from years before. And I baptized his wife in Jesus' name. You see, God is doing a work in Dickinson. He really is. This, um, <coughs> this, uh, you know, uh, and, and I mean, I could tell you a story. The one of the, the, the man that heads up our, our, um, our, the women's prison ministry, he and his wife head this ministry up down in New England, the state women's prison. Came to church as a Sunday school boy. We had, uh, we had some young people from the South Hart area, um, through, um, through, uh, one of my foster granddaughters and, um, they reached a, a young girl from, from the, uh, South Hart area who married a young man from, from Dickinson. They're, they're a fine family in our church now. You, you know, God is little by little. God is reaching. God is, um, God is calling and he's bringing people out. He really is. Well, for all of you that uh, thought Abe was going to sing tonight, he's not. But I'm going to sing another song. But Abe, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us some information on how to get a hold of us during the week? Well, we are from New Life Pentecostal Church. If you haven't figured that out already, and um, you could, you are welcome to visit our church. Um, we're located at 501 Elks Drive. You can come on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. There's a Sunday school, adult Sunday school. Adult Bible study, and then for the children, there's a Sunday school as well. And at 11 a.m. is the worship service, and you're welcome to come to that. And also on Wednesday nights at 7.30, um, we have a church service as well, the same place, and that's 501 Elks Drive. Um, if you're from the beach area and you want to go to a Pentecostal church there, there is a service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30, and you're welcome to go there, too, as well. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Simons, call or text him, 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe, and uh, it's good to have Abe running the controls, doing a great job. We, uh, I just wanted the text here from a good friend of mine. He's a a pastor in West Fargo, Tim Redland. He uh, just brought back memories to me. He said, I played... The song, My Redeemer is Faithful and True, at the Ramada, the year we went to Granite Peak, the first time in 1991. Yeah, so that was, um, that was many, many years ago. And uh, you must have only been like 10 years old when that happened. The, uh, but anyway, we've got, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I don't know. You know, I, tonight I was, um, I, had, I had a bunch of company at my house. I couldn't really get my thoughts together. And then they left, and I, I began to just think, what am I going to do the radio show on tonight? And I thought... I'm going to do it. I'm just going to tell the story of how we ended up with this Elks building. Uh, we we uh, we have taken the top floor of the Elks. We've turned it into a church, and it is a beautiful church. It really is. I mean, it's just a really beautiful church. We've got you know new carpet, new paint, new new uh, sound system, new chairs. Uh, we've got a great fellowship hall, dining room. We have great room for Sunday school, room for expansion. Some of the future things we're going to be doing at that church is we're going to be building some garages so we can start 
housing uh, church vans. We've already got one church van, but our goal is to to reach Dickinson with Sunday school ministry too. We've got we've got several uh, jail and prison ministries going. Two services at the county jail every Sunday afternoon. Two services at the women's prison every uh, Sunday evening. We've got a a women's Bible study at the county jail for the women prisoners. We've got um, uh, a service out at the home on the range, out out by beach. Uh, we've got a nursing home service. The um, uh, you know I'm forgetting stuff too, but uh, you know we're, we're our goal. The reason you know this radio broadcast. I'm not. I make no bones about it. I'm on the air. I know we're being listened to on Holy Ghost Radio and so on and online. Maybe even my friend from the Philippines is listening tonight. In fact, I didn't read my emails. I should have because I'm pretty sure he emailed me, but. Um, but really, and I'm glad you're listening, but our real goal is to, to reach this area. That's, that's what we're trying to do. And, uh, and, and, you know, it sounds like I'm going to die this week or something the way I'm doing this program. I'm not planning on it, but uh, it has been great to be in Dickinson, North Dakota. Best thing we ever did outside of getting in the church was throwing away my TV <laughs> and moving to Dickinson. <laughs> the, best, well, the best thing I ever did besides getting in the church was marrying my wife. That's the best thing I ever did. But uh, now to see my grandchildren living for God out here, I've got a I've got a son-in-law and a daughter that started a church in Beulah, North Dakota, and uh, and you know what? If you guys are listening tonight, they're right in those years that we were first in. You know, it's it is a little discouraged sometimes. You know, you you work and you you try and um, and sometimes it and you're embarrassed because you only have a handful of people coming. I I, I know exactly what's that all about. I, I've I had people. Whether they'd say it or whether they would insinuate it, they would say, if this is the truth, where is everybody? And I'd always tell them stories about Noah and the ark and different things like that. But I still believe God wants people saved. And he wants people to hear the full gospel. I end the program with uh, another song I wrote back during those years of when we first moved here. And uh, this song is called Called Out. I sing it on the radio once in a while. One of the meanings of the word church in the in the in the New Testament, the word church is from a Greek word ecclesia, and that word has several meanings. Uh, it can mean the holy ones. It also can mean called out, the called out ones. And this that's what this song is about. I got a call one evening. Many years ago hmm, From someone who I didn't know real well He asked if I was ready To come out from among them He told me he would save my soul from hell And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him My life was full of sin When Jesus called me in He had a plan To wash those sins away Baptized in Jesus' name In the apostolic way His blood 
washed away each stain And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan So I could do that too I spoke in other tongues When the Holy Ghost came in The gift He gave to me He'll give to you The gift of the Holy Ghost I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out To Him Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast down God, I pray that you'll help people That are within the sound of my voice Lord, listening tonight That they'd find their way to this New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. And Lord, that they would find what's in the name as being true, that they can have a brand new life, completely born again of the water and spirit. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Lord willing, next Sunday night we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. That'll be Easter Sunday. God bless and good night. Tell everyone about you Tell
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.